If you are here, you may have listened to the episode featuring Ebony Miras, where we talked about energy healing and how that can be useful for mental health care. Um, If you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to it and come back here. Here are some questions, some very poignant questions that I received from a few Instagram followers. If you don't already, please follow the podcast page at LUTD underscore podcast. And if you feel so inclined, support the show and donate to my cash app, which is E-F-I-E, EFI. Um, so I'm going to move on from there to some questions that I got from my Instagram followers. Um, a lot of people were very interested to learn more about Reiki. Some of the questions we answered already. Um, so the first question I got was, what is Reiki? Start from the top, which we already answered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next one was, uh, how often do you need to go for stress management? I thought about this a lot. Is it when you go when you no longer feel stressed or as often as you need to go to help relieve everyday stressors? I feel like we kind of answered that. But if you want to um, add to that. Yeah. So let me just reiterate to kind of combine mm-hmm. the questions just so I want to say that, you know, Reiki is a, a safe, a gentle, non-invasive form of natural hands on healing. It's an energy based healing um, that invites in a sense of balance um, and stress reduction um, into the body. Um, and it's been a, a, around since the early 1900s. So it's a very well-known and trusted healing modality. Um, mm-hmm. And in terms of stress management, um, I would say that it, it's, it's based on preference and finances, if I'm being really transparent. For some folks, mm-hmm. you know, they may go and love it, but it, if, they don't, if they don't live in a place where it's accessible, it impacts their ability to keep going. Um, mm-hmm. I would also say that based on you know, the session, the initial session that you have, you can also talk to your practitioner around what they sense and what they recommend, because I'm a natu- I'm naturally an intuitive person. And when I got um, attuned, that accelerated in a way where I was not ready. So sometimes mm. when I'm providing a session for a client, I get visions, I, you know, messages come in, and I don't offer oh, wow. that to clients off bat, like some clients are just like, did anything come up? Can we talk about and that's, different practitioners do different things. Um, Mm -hmm. But I always give it to the client and ask them what came up for them. So like if I if if something, uh, if they share something that was in alignment with, you know, something that I noticed and I received, then that Mm -hmm. can uh, help me um, give them best recommendation. Um, I think if it's something that's new for you, have a session and see how you feel first, before Mm -hmm. you sign up for 10. Um, and if it's something that <laughs> you respond well with and it resonates with you and you're seeing the benefits of it. Um, and I say that very gently because some folks are just like, I didn't feel nothing on that table. That didn't work. It doesn't work like that. So I've had mm-hmm. sessions where I forgot that I signed up for a remote session. And then mm-hmm. like two days later, I'm like, whoa, what is going on? I, I'm a little bit more energetically sensitive just naturally. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, snap, I signed up with an energy healing session for an energy healing session the other day. And I think I'm mm-hmm. integrating. So, like, there's certain things that you should just do to prepare your body pre and post um, oh, as wow. well. Okay. So you have to take all these factors into consideration. Um, yeah, but I, I'll yeah. say this. Once you go and you experience it, it's going to be hard not to want to incorporate it um, as much as you can um, mm-hmm. or appreciate the benefits of it and at least return or go back 
Um, so I would say try it first, um, mm-hmm. see how you feel, but also it depends on accessibility and things like that. So for stress management, if it's chronic, um, I would say try biweekly for like a month. So like twice in a month and then space it out monthly. But mm-hmm. but be mindful of the fact that like energy healing alone probably isn't going to take away the stress that you're you're experiencing. So you also want to make sure right. you're doing other things to address the stress. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say be mindful about using it only in times of crisis. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, th- th- therapists say that often. Yes. Too. <laughs> it's like, I want to hear the good stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the next question uh, is basically what you just answered. Uh, how often do you need Reiki to notice a change? And uh, you said it's really dependent on why you're going mostly, right? Yeah, but also, um, like I said, yeah. you could have one session, and and my first session, like I said, it it, it kept me going back. I think I would have mm-hmm. used it more regularly, even sooner, if financially at the time I could mm-hmm. afford it. Once mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's in my self care regimen. Like the same way I pay, you know, bills every month, self care mm-hmm. is included in that. So that includes therapy, yeah. and it also includes Reiki and acupuncture, uh, depending yeah. upon the month. So like. You figure out a way to do it, but as I mentioned earlier, there's centers that provide like community Reiki and like um, on us offer on a sliding scale, and then remote mm-hmm. options. So many practitioners, if they're offering a remote, they've decreased the price, and some people are able to do that because if you're in person, you have to pay to rent the space, and there's other expenses. Mm-hmm. But offering it remotely kind of cuts that cost, so they just tack that off the top. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to combine the next two questions. Mm-hmm. Um, how long does it take to become a Reiki master was the one. And then uh, how does someone vet a Reiki practitioner? So energetic vibe, I would say. And also if you reach out to them and they answer your questions and make you feel comfortable. Um, if it, um, You can't just pay attention to how long a person has been practicing. That doesn't mm-hmm. automatically mean that like if someone's been, you know, it isn't an automatic, I should say, right? So, like, just because mm-hmm. someone's been uh, practicing Reiki for 10 years or Reiki master versus a level two doesn't necessarily guarantee that the one is going to be better than the other. So it's important to ask questions, but to also see if they offer free consultations. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could do a, a quick Zoom to kind of just, like, check in and see how that feels. Or if it's in person to kind of just say you know, is it time that we, can we, do you offer a few moments at the beginning before we start to kind of check in? Um, Mm -hmm. And then the other question that you asked was how long does it take? So Mm -hmm. at the minimum, I would say they recommend for Reiki master at least three years because it's like level one Mm -hmm. and then a year in between level two and then at least a year in between before level three uh, Reiki master level. But some people go Mm -hmm. quicker than that. Um, I, for IET, like I offer the end of it, the level one basic and level two intermediate in the same weekend. So you can do it from mm-hmm. one day to the next. Um, and mm-hmm. then, you know, you practice it and work with it for a little while and then come back for advanced level. So it can, you can mm-hmm. uh, accelerate your training. Um, but I would say that it's, it's good practice to kind of just like, use it for a little while and sit with it for a little while um, before moving on. But some mm-hmm. people are able to do it. Some people, you know, feel called to, you know, want to advance a little bit more quickly. And that's okay, too. As long as it's mm-hmm. ethically done, there's no problem mm-hmm. with that. Awesome. 
Uh, why choose Reiki over massage when thinking about a self-care practice? I feel like you got into this a lot um, from a personal perspective, but if you want to add anything to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess a deeper connection to the energetic body um, and the channeling of the energy to kind of like support with clearing, to support with clarity, um, to be very intentional about what you're mm-hmm. in there for. So like you can go sign up for a massage and they can miss your neck and your legs and you're just like, uh where, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> if you're going for energy healing, it's like, even if you, even if I stood over you with my hands in one specific area, the energy is going to channel to where it needs to go, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like, it's a, I would say for me, I'm going to energy healing if I'm looking to intentionally engage um, with my body in a specific way and to do specific mm-hmm. work. Got it. Um and finally, how do you know your Reiki healing has been successfully transmitted? You mean if it's like if you're in person versus a remote? Is that what that uh, Well, the question, that's all the question said. So I, I'm taking I, it to me. I'll how do you it. know it was successful, period? Yeah. So I, I, mean, I talked a little bit about this earlier, but like energy yeah. travels through time and space. So if you're doing a remote session, the energy right. is traveling to you. Um, again, it's anchored to be received when you're in a position of receiving it. But, Mm -hmm. um, if you're there and the, the one, the practitioner is attuned one. So Mm -hmm. they, they have the attunement and the, the energy to kind of, uh, channel through, right. If they're doing the steps and using the, the, the sacred geometry to practice, it is being Mm -hmm. channeled. Um, so mm-hmm. successful transmission, I would say, naturally comes from that. I think people also look at success uh, from the uh, lens of if I come in for something and it doesn't work, does that mean that or it doesn't get fixed? Does that mean it didn't work? No, because energy healing isn't specifically to kind of just like fix things. There's support there. It's there to support us uh, with and through things. Right. So sometimes it does. Sometimes it accelerates a process of healing. Sometimes it slow it slows it down a little bit more because we have we have things to kind of continue to unpeel before we can continue the healing journey. Um, yeah. So if the practitioner is doing the things in the way they're supposed to do the things, it is being successfully transmitted. Um, so this was a really uh, good one to me because it, it really speaks to um, people who are descendants of um enslaved Africans and mm-hmm. other sorts of similar uh, generational traumas. Um, so this person asks, elaborate on the impact of generational trauma on the body and the ways in which Reiki can help us move towards our healing as briefly as you can, I guess. Yes, <laughs> I know that's actually, like kind of deep. That is a very deep one. I, that was the one I, I remember when I read it, I was just kind of like, this mm-hmm. is deep. There's so many layers to this. So like yeah. all of our experiences, all of our memories, all of our actions, all that gets stored in our body. Um, And you asked me earlier, what brought me to IET? Hearing about that and the connection is what really made IET resonate with me. The idea Mm -hmm. of, you know, clearing suppressed emotions and memories, like, you know, things that we experienced at like five and seven that we told ourselves does not matter anymore. Um, But then we see at 25 and 27 that we're responding the same way points out that like it's somewhere in there ingrained in us and it's impacting how we're living our life and how we're being. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So like mm-hmm. what energy healing does um, specifically with um, IET is it is it um, realigns our DNA. Each level works with a different pair um, of mm-hmm. our DNA. So like we're clearing this, we're utilizing um, integration points to kind of um, work through releasing of energy stagnation. Right. But mm-hmm. we're also renewing our cellular memory map. So like if I'm working to like help someone, let's say someone hasn't spoken to their parents since they were 15 years old and now they're mm-hmm. 30 and it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. they don't matter to me. I don't really care. That doesn't bother me. But mm-hmm. they've been having severe stomach, chronic stomach aches for years. Our stomach and or like liver issues, right? So like our stomach right. and, and our abdominal area and such that's where we harbor feelings of like stress. Like that's, our, Ooh, that's where we harbor okay. feelings of like anger and resentment. Each of our organs is assigned to an emotion. So yeah. like sometimes we can feel something on a physical level and we're just like, I eat so healthy. Why am I mm-hmm. the emotion, our emotional body? It just mm-hmm. happens to be felt in that specific area. So things like generational mm-hmm. trauma and hardship, if we don't take the time to acknowledge these things or to process these things or to work through these things, it lives within mm-hmm. our body. Mm. Yeah, I've heard of that happening yeah. with um, cardiovascular yes. issues yep. um, and people who kind of like hold in their emotions. They say they often those folks end up with, uh, you know, cardiovascular issues. So, yeah, that's so that's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, pulling the issues like, and that's where the slogan comes from, like getting the issues out of the tissues. So like through yeah, integration, yeah. triggering, releasing through like a pullout method and IET, and then integrating mm-hmm. what there's an imbalance for. It's like it's like a cleaning up. It's like all right, mm-hmm. I'm over here dusting, okay. and then you go back and you can feel it because if we're doing a pullout technique. And like, mm-hmm. let's say my hand doesn't move or it's moving a little bit slower. It tells me mm-hmm. that there's still work to be done there. And mm-hmm. that's all in the wow. power of our palm okay. tracker from getting attuned, right? So wow. it's, it's a great way to kind of, and then with that technique too, we're bringing these things to the forefront and to the surface as they've been buried. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. commonly you'll hear a person say like, I have not thought about what my, and this is me speaking hypothetically, like what mm-hmm. my mom did to me in so long and now I can't get it out of my head. Now they're in a position to talk about it and process it. So you talk through it. You go back to like, how did you feel then? How do you feel now? What can help you, you know, work through that? So it's a great tool to kind of support with the things that we have suppressed so that we can become, the idea is that by doing this work, we get more in alignment with our highest healing and highest good. And we can live Mm -hmm. the lives that we're supposed to live versus, you know, being quote unquote weighed down by some of these Mm -hmm. things on the subconscious Mm -hmm. level. Awesome. 